Welcome everybody to podcast number four. It is a pleasure to have you along. Um, I'm very grateful for the people that have um, been listening to me and also sent me very kind messages uh, regarding my last podcast, which was an interview with Dave Stairs, um, an amazing vocalist from Daventry, just outside from where I live. Uh, Very entertaining and a true gentleman, really, and a great artist. Um, So thank you, Dave, for providing me with that fantastic interview. Um, If you haven't checked out the interview, uh, please do uh, on podcast number three. Um, uh, Hopefully you'll find that interesting. My name's Glenn Hallam. I'm still coming from Corby in Northamptonshire, which is in the middle of England. Um, The reason we're still coming from here (laughs) is because my studio's here, but we're still not allowed out. Um, I'm hoping things will change very, very soon. So during one of my previous podcasts, I was talking about my time at school. And my time at school was, well, it's different. Um, Maybe, maybe different uh, to some of your, some of the people listening. Um, It was the 1970s. And it was hard. It was quite brutal at times. Um, But now we're coming up to the 1980s. Now, Things, a lot of things changed in the 1980s. Um, culture was a big, um, had a big change to, to how people thought and how they dressed, of course, because fashions and change as we go along. Now, culture is a massive thing that I talked about my stu- talked to my students with regards to music, because music can then affect culture and our taste becomes very fashionable. And um, so the 1980s, uh, we just turned to 1980s, I'm 14 years old, and I'm not the cool kid at school. I'm certainly not the cool kid at school. Um, You know, I'm still going down the music block. Um, I'm now playing with this band that uh, we're in the sixth form block, and we've done a few sort of shows. And uh, I'm also playing in the school band, and I'm doing what I can to make a mark in my music sort of career during school. Now, one of the things that uh, was great about that was the fact that we did a lot of concerts. And so I kind of learned in the trenches, as you say, um, by doing these. I was very nervous. Um, I still, like I say, wasn't that cool to be involved in a school band. But nevertheless, I enjoyed it. It was. It gave me that thing where I felt that I was special. It didn't matter what anybody else thought. Um, one strange scenario that um, r- r- just comes to mind is that um, this particular night I was um, due to... Well, I was never really the sports guy. But because one of my friends was involved in rugby and the cricket team, I joined the rugby and cricket team. But it was just to hang out with my friends, really. That was a bit cooler than hanging down the music block. And uh, so I had cricket practice one night. But what it had done, it was the same night as band practice with the school band, a school brass band type of thing. And guess where I wanted to be? I wanted to go down the music block and rehearse with the band because I thought I th- we may have had some concerts coming up. I can't remember. Anyway, so I bombed out of cricket practice and went down to the music block. And 
played the, the the rehearsal, went home, you know, did all the things. Forgotten about the cricket practice. I just let it go, um, rightly or wrongly. But the next morning, we had assembly, as they do now. And uh, when I commented that, that 70s was quite harsh, um, I'm sitting on the floor in assembly in the certain year groups, as you do. And uh, this particular teacher who will be... <laughs> I'll keep him nameless because I think he's still around. Um, he stood up and they started talking about the cricket practice. And he was angry that some people did not turn up to cricket practice. He stood up and singled out those people that did not turn up. He stood up and he called my name on that list. And he absolutely just said that we let the school down um this is an important thing for us to do and he really made me feel small uh, among some others and i think that was the turning point for me i think music was definitely my thing i was so insulted that they'd singled us out and made us feel really really bad and that's where my sports career finished because I was so annoyed with them. And at that point, and I say it was a turning point, it really was because I didn't do sports ever again. I mean, I did my games lessons, which I had to do, but I never went for any trials of any county, rugby, cricket or anything. I just stopped. And I think that was the point where I turned around and said, music is definitely where I'm at it's what I enjoy nobody is gonna make me feel that small in front of my friends and that's what I did and and although it you know wasn't the coolest thing I knew in my heart of heart that that's what I wanted to do um so from that moment then um I with my parents one day it was actually my father and uh, we're walking through Kettering and uh, it was in the days where you kind of went out to shop and had coffee at home. Uh, now you don't. You tend to have coffee out and then you shop at home because of the internet. Um, so we're wandering around town. And this is in Kettering in Northamptonshire. And uh, we come across this um, drum shop. Now, it wasn't totally a surprise because one of my friends lived just around the corner and I'd been to his house and I'd seen it but I, I, I was a shy I was shy um, so I didn't want to go into the shop and uh, but this particular day my dad turned around and said let's go and have a look because my dad was a trombone player um, you will know from my previous stories and so he was encouraging me to play the drums and because he'd noticed that this shop had caught my attention then we were going in so we went in. So this is this wasn't your standard music shop. This was all you could see in the window was a bunch of drums. Now I didn't know what those drums were. I was later to find out how different they were. But they they weren't just the kits of drum kits in the window saying you know come and buy me. They were actually what they call triple drums and snare drums, and they were part of a marching band. But it wasn't the typical sort of UK marching band. It was the American-style school marching band um, where you had like three drums across the front and then you'd have snare drum players, you'd have your bass drum players. And they then they would have um, the girls that would, um, you know, chuck up the 
poles and and stuff like that and um did i forget what it's called now and um so it was it was a it was exciting because the whole idea of that was just i don't know it just got me um so we went in the shop people were looking at the drums they were all a bit different a bit strange i'd never seen anything like it in my life and um so he explained to my father what the idea was and it was to create this american uh marching band um i didn't realize at the time that's what he was trying to do but my dad was doing this and he put my name down okay he put my name down and so that was it we left the shop you know wow look at them drums etc and then it's got to be six months later that my dad got a phone call um by then we'd got a phone by the way <laughs> that's another story um my dad got a phone call and said would glenn like to come along to a band practice and of course you know i'm really nervous but yeah yeah i do and and what it was it was like i said american style band with the majorettes and stuff like that and they were actually practicing at a local school and so we uh, my dad took me i think um we arrived at this practice night and there's a bunch of other children that can play musical instruments and it was all like the xylophone bells that they hold um snare drums uh, triple drums like I said which are three toms and, and a big harness that went over your shoulder and um, we went through this what do you play and you know I'm a drummer this that and the other and uh, bearing in mind I'm still playing with the band at school and the rock band from the sixth form block and uh, so I was handed because I was quite tall I was handed these triple drums and I, I put them onto my shoulder and uh played these various rhythms and they went yeah 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 and as it progressed over a period of time the band started coming together now when i said um earlier in in the like the 1980s there was a quite there's quite a culture thing uh music was changing we're now listening to <laughs> spandau ballet and well duran duran for me actually for those that know about that um i was just hooked on that band the the the, the melodies the rhythms i was a massive roger taylor fan and i found all the electronic sort of stuff really interesting but i still had this desire inside me to play that old style brass music that i'd learned from a kid so this this band this american style marching band was just what i needed just what i needed because then i realized that i can actually travel with this band because at the time they were saying well we're going to do this we're going to do that and i'm like wow now as you could imagine that type of group where they would do like garden fates and stuff like that and um and that was exciting in itself but then it turns out that this guy um who run this band had connections in london i am 14 years old i live in a council house and for those that don't know that the, the government run houses that you just rent um so we didn't have a lot of money uh, and do you know what that's fine <laughs> it was just what i knew i didn't know any different um so we didn't have a lot of money so 
This guy turned round and said, we are going to London. It was in the times when I was at the age, has anybody been to London? Oh no, I haven't. Oh yes, I have. I've been twice. I'd never been to London. I'm 14 years old. I just, we didn't travel. You didn't have the continental holidays that we do now. 14 years old and I'm going to London. I've never been so excited in my life. So this band get on the coach. We go to Poplar in London. And did it open my eyes? Oh, did it. And I think this then started the addiction for kind of wanting to travel and go and play music in another place. You know, music was starting to all of a sudden become a little bit cooler in my world. You know, I'm going to London. And even now, in my 50s, if I've got a gig in London, which I've done plenty now, I think, wow, that's just going to be the best. Um, So, yeah, so um, we go into Poplar and we start... um, kind of working with this band and doing various things um we came down we rehearsed with them we learned some of their rhythms i then start creating rhythms and cadences for marching bands and i meet a i get quite friendly with a guy and uh, we start doing stuff together and i'm still then you know 14 15 16 this kind of age and um and so we start making these rhythms and these happen right so uh, we then come back and then we do this probably I don't know I can't remember how often we did it but probably once every couple of months so we go down to popular under again and I don't really know what's going on all I know and what I've been told this particular trip is that we are going to go and do a performance with the London band now the band were called the Redcoats and yes they had all the uniform. Talking about fashion in the eighties, I had to put these red, red um, this big red tunic on, and uh, black trousers and boots, and this hat that had this kind of feather out. It was like perfect. Um, yeah, if any of my friends at school <laughs> would have seen me, I'd have been. Oh, I don't know. I just think um, I don't even know what they know to this day that I did that. Um, anyway, so this particular day we go down. We go down to London. And uh, we know we got this performance. It's the Lord Mayor's show. And seriously, years ago, I don't even know whether it still happens. I don't think so. I don't think so. I can't remember. Well, I remember seeing it on the telly. And uh, it was kind of a big event because I, I got into marching drummers and I was watching it. I was excited when I see them. So I don't, I don't know whether it happens now. But um, so this is this is like holy this is this is a big deal right i'd see it on the telly um so anyway we we all congregate in the area and bearing in mind this is two bands this is two bands so there's probably about 30 of us there's probably another 40 because they were a bigger band of them so instantly you got that many people 70s with a bunch of girls doing the majorettes the flags and us as drummers so we we get together okay we practice the songs that we're doing together because some of them were different but mostly they were the same um so we do all that um then there's another band that arrive and it turns out that there is a red coat band 
um, that he'd set up in Swansea in Wales. Well, I had no idea this was happening. I didn't even know there was one in Swansea. Uh, I couldn't have told you where Swansea were. I had no idea. Um, although, in fairness, I had been going to Wales on a holiday with my parents and camping. Um, so that's another story. Um, so this band joined as well. So as you can imagine, we're all roughly, I'm making these numbers up. I know it was huge. I mean, there's 70 already and there's another, I don't know, 25, 30 people that join this band. So you're talking almost 100 people. And... We do the Lord Mayor's show with this band all dressed up in the same clothes. And it is a art. I was just like, whoa. I mean, I'm one little person out of all these people. but And I was playing triple drums at the time. and uh, And I think that was a life-changing moment for me with regards to performance because I don't know where I am in London um, I know where Poplar is now okay it's in Tower Hamlets <laughs> just in case I get that right um, so I don't know other areas of London because I've never been to London um, only in those trips down for the few months so I'm marching along um, and we're going through these places that just look big we turn i'm marching at the time with the band we're playing the music we turn a corner we go through this huge arch and the bricks on the road change to red and at the bottom of this road no word of a lie you bearing in mind i didn't know this right i can see buckingham palace and I'm thinking, it's just surreal. It's just surreal. And I, I, I remember the feeling. I was thinking, wow. I'd never been to London, remember? Seeing Buckingham Palace in front of me as I'm marching down the mall. And I was like, this was life-changing. It's making me shiver just as I talk to you. Because it's like, you ever done that gig where you, you kind of think, where am I? I am here. I'm doing this. This is really happening. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Well, that's how I was. At a 14-year-old child, I marched down the mount towards Buckingham Palace. And I guess my point here is, is that not only the assembly where I was kind of, you know, made to feel really small, but now I knew that I'd made the right choice because this was an experience that I would have never ever been involved in had I probably played for the cricket team but I just looked and I was like this is where my music is and you know I was buzzing from that and I can't remember really it's a bit of a blank what happened from there on I'm sure they I'm sure we finished the Lord Mayor show and, um, you know, we got in buses and came home, obviously. It didn't matter what anybody thought about me being down the music block. And I knew that I wanted to do this. I wanted to travel. 
I mean, from there on in, that was probably the biggest one we did. Um, we did a lot of carnivals and various things like that. And uh, even did my local carnival, which was uh, pretty special. And I used to dream, I used to fantasize about playing a snare drum, uh, marching along the streets of Kettering. Uh, that, <laughs> that was my goal. Um, you know, that was the thing that made me excitable. And... Uh, it meant that I was somebody, and for that reason, I was just uh, so happy. And um, there on after, um, we're coming up to the exam time in school, and I found that particularly hard. But all, all that time, as far as I was concerned, I was actually a drummer and very, very proud of it. And um, I was proud of what I'd achieved at that point and it didn't matter what else was going to happen and you know so growing up <laughs> that's where I'm at at that particular point um, when I leave school I then start finding other bands uh, which I'll tell you in another podcast um, I hope you've enjoyed my story I hope you can relate to some of what I've been talking about um, in your own lives as a musician uh, if you're not you know there might have been them life-changing moments which made you the person you are but that's certainly one of them to be able to do that I have now been London very <laughs> many many different times and uh, so thank you for listening once again um, as I said in the introduction it's a pleasure having you here um, thank you for all the support you've given me until next time Take care of yourself, and we'll see you soon. Jitterbop, 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 we're gonna rock a jitterbop, 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 we're gonna rock and she's the jitterbop, baby.